Welcome to Social Media Blues, a podcast for those who struggle with social media but can't afford to get out of it. I am your hostess, Elsa Figueroa, and this is today's episode. Hi, welcome to Social Media Blues. It is Thursday, October 3rd. Um, <laughs> yeah, all right. So it's October already. Um, I mean, what can I say? I, it's going to be a great month. I'm just uh, going through a little bit of a moment um, personally. And I think this is a good thing. It's one of those good struggles. I mean, Struggle is always good in a way because usually at the end there's some great insight. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the inside part. Um, but I know that I'm processing something and I'm going through something important. And it just means that there's a transition happening right now. And it's exciting, but it's also very scary. And, and it has to do with the way I work, um, my relationship with work and money-making work as opposed to creative projects. And I think one of the things that has held me back in a lot of ways as a creative person is that I've always equated creative projects with no money. So um, leaning into my creative projects is scary as hell because... Um, you know, I'm, I'm afraid that I will run out of money because I'm devoting more of my time to those projects now. So um, I'm really scared about that. Um, I think, you know, I grew up with this idea that, oh, if you're an artist, you'll starve like that. That was drilled down into my psyche over and over again by everybody around me, by society, by pop culture. So um I'm finding it really hard to let go of that, but uh, it has become clear that I have to do that work of letting it go so that I can move forward. Um, I'm really, really, really enjoying working on this podcast. I'm really enjoying working on my studio. I, I get so much out of teaching classes, creating choreography, coming up with event ideas, designing flyers, writing copy, even like doing my social media stuff, which I used to hate. Now I'm kind of like starting to to like it um, and you know I just started like a um, took back my my dance blog um, that I'm gonna start posting on you know pretty soon so just projects that I've been holding on to for a long time things that I've been working on for years and never actually got to to finish and and put out there and now I'm just like okay screw it I'm gonna do it and um, Devoting more time and energy to that is very, very, very scary. So um, I'm going through that right now. And also, you know, keeping up with my translation projects and making sure that my clients are taken care of and maybe even starting to look for, for new clients um, so that I can, you know, keep bringing in money from that side of things but also trying to see how I can start making more of an income from my creative projects maybe so I don't know I'm in that transition phase it's all very 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 beginning stages and I don't know 
what next year is going to look like in terms of, you know, how I'm going to be working and, um, and how I'm going to be distributing my time. But I know what I enjoy doing, that's for sure. And that's also kind of part of the problem. Sometimes what we enjoy doing the most is the things that we're scared of the most because, you know, you think I should be working right now. And, you know, this, this doesn't feel like work at all. So uh, I'm, I'm a little bit guilty, I guess. And, you know, still I'm not making any money from, from the podcast or from, you know, other things. But, you know, hopefully in the future I can do that. And so what will that look like? Like, I have to really change my perspective around this creative versus money thing situation. It has become very clear that that needs to shift and... I'm having a really hard time because this goes really, 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 really deep. So bear with me. <laughs> okay, so um, today I wanted to talk about resistance um, precisely because it's something that I've been dealing with this past few days. Um, so I've been in this weird back and forth between having like very sort of blissful days of like zero anxiety and just like very self-assured and very self-confident and you know kind of trying that on for size what would that feel like what would that look like if I felt like that all the time and I was just forged ahead with confidence in myself and full trust and um yeah it, it was great but then you know there were a few hiccups along the road and I, I discovered that a lot of the time I was, you know, I was accomplishing all the things that I needed to be doing in terms of planning and and maintaining to, you know, keeping to a specific schedule. Um, you know, I, I try to schedule things as much as possible so that I can devote specific time slots to specific tasks like cleaning the cat litter or doing the dishes or doing my social media work or doing my translation work. So... I'm, I'm pretty effective when it comes to that, but sometimes I run into this usual of resistance when there's really no reason to, um, and it's kind of like my brain nagging at me, like, oh, should you be doing this right now? Are you going to be tired later? Shouldn't you be doing something better with your time? Oh, I don't like what you're doing. Um, wouldn't it be better if you did it this other way? And then I go into imagining this, you know, other, much better way that things could get done. Um, oh, what if it's too hard and, and you can't finish it? Once you get frustrated, once you get upset, and then your day is going to be ruined, you know? And what if you run out of time? And what if, and what if, and what if, and what if? So all this stuff that is kind of constantly running through my head as I'm preparing to do something and... This can be anything. This can be um, doing the laundry, you know, something very simple that I've done a gazillion times. Or this could be sitting down to work on a podcast episode or um, making a video for, you know, a promotional video for my studio. So it, it can come up at any moment. Um, you know, I, I'm running through down my list of things to do for that day and you know, as I'm preparing to do the next task, this resistance, like, ugh, ugh. maybe not right now, or, or, you know, all this self-doubt and insecurity 
when really there is no reason to. And like I said, it can come up with any type of task. It can be um, anything, things that I've done a million times before. But, so it has nothing to do with really my knowledge of my ability to do it. It just kind of comes up at unexpected moments when um, I'm preparing to do something and there's no explanation for it, right? And it just wants me to like, no, let's not do that right now. Let's go watch some YouTube videos or something, or let's go lie down. And sometimes I listen and I go lie down because I'm supposedly tired and then I'm lying down there and my, my head is running. And maybe sometimes that's good. Uh, sometimes you need to allow your brain time to just sort of process things on its own, um, on its own time. That's definitely helpful. But um, we have to be careful that we're not just procrastinating, right? That it's not just about avoiding something. And when it comes to avoiding, um, a lot of the time what happens is that there are these blocks or unseen blocks or invisible blocks, like invisible bottlenecks, let's call them, that are getting in the way. And a lot of the time they're very unimportant and they can be easily dismissed. The problem with these bottlenecks is that they're not so easy to spot. So one very concrete example, the other day I, I bought some books um, at a bargain sale and there were like three books and when I got home I put them on one of the, you know, in the corner of the kitchen, kitchen counter next to the stove and, you know, they kind of stayed there. And I wasn't sure what I was going to do with these books. They seemed very interesting and the information in them was very interesting, but it wasn't like I was going to start reading them right away. And I was afraid that if I put them away, I was going to forget that they existed and then I was not going to read them ever. So I kind of left them on the kitchen counter and all of this is happening unconsciously, right? I'm not really aware that this process is happening in my head. So I leave them there and then this whole like mess, like clutter starts gathering around them on the kitchen counter. And then every time I look at that mess, I'm like, I should clean that up, but something is getting in the way and I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. I just like, for some reason, I become incapable of organizing that mess. Something that should be extremely straightforward and easy to do, but for days and days I can't and then finally I realized that the books are getting in the way the books it's and it's not even like a space thing it's more like a it's like a psychological block the books became a psychological block because I didn't want to deal with the decision of where to put them so and put put them in a place where I would not forget about them but they would be out of the way so I finally just decided to put them on one of the bookshelves in a visible place, in a prominent place where I could see them frequently and remember that they were there so that I, I could make time to eventually pick one up and start reading. Um, and then the, 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 the counter mess just disappeared. Like, that's it. So for me, it was like identifying that first step to undo the mess, to undo the clutter. I'm just kind of pulling at that thread that undoes the whole thing. And nothing else on the counter was really a problem. It was just those books. So 
Once I identified it was the books, then it was easy to organize the mess. And I relate this to you because it's, for me, it was a very specific example of how a lot of the times these resistance and procrastination work. Um, sometimes there's this block, an imagined block, an invisible block that is getting in the way of, of you actually finishing things. People often think, oh, I, I never get to finish my projects or I never get to, you know, I'm not disciplined enough to go to the gym or I'm not, um, I don't know, whatever, self-motivated enough to finish this other, you know, the story I'm working on or, or to investigate how to start a podcast or something. And that's not a helpful type of thinking because what happens is that you're taking everything as a whole and sometimes there's parts of the problem that you're probably already solved or that would be very easy to solve for you. But then there's this one aspect, there's this one part of things that for some reason is tripping you up. So, for example, that could be with the gym um, or a workout program or I'm going to be too tired or I'm not going to be able to do it or I'm, I'm just not fit enough or, you know, the gym is um, a ways from my home or um, I'm, I'm too tired after work to go to the gym, all of these thoughts. And so it just kind of, you kind of stay in this, in this business of, of being in an impasse for a long time and years can go by before you realize that maybe things are a little bit easier than you originally thought. I use the gym example because that is one of the main things that people, you know, bring up when they talk about something unfinished or something that they would like to do but haven't been able to get around to doing. And going, starting a workout program, starting a nutrition plan, starting um, to take classes for, you know, that thing that you've always wanted to do, all of these things, uh, you know... There's, there's a beginning, right? There's always, where, does, where do I begin? What's the first step? And sometimes the first step is, is, is the scariest of them all. So, um, but beyond it you know, being scary, sometimes there's this, again, some invisible block that you haven't identified. And sometimes that block can be just this false belief. Often it's just a false belief, right? So in my case with the books, it was the, the, the belief that if I put them away, then I was going to forget that they were there and I wasn't going to read them because I have this idea is installed in my you know, hardware that, oh, I am always buying these books and, and, then, and then I never read them, which is sometimes true and sometimes it's untrue. You know, I have bought books that I haven't read and have been sitting there for years, but then, you know, one day down the line, I become interested in the topic again, and then I read the book. So, you know, it's not that I'm going to buy a book and then I'm going to read it right away, right? So there, this idea that, that needs, it needs to happen that way was getting in the way. <clears throat> so um, that, that is one thing, identifying invisible blocks. I think that is far away, the, the, the most difficult task, I would say, or one of the most difficult tasks in starting um, anything up, right? 
And sometimes you don't know um, what those are going to be. It doesn't have to be at the beginning. It can be further down the line. I have so many projects that I have started to almost completion. And then when I'm almost about to finish the, finish the project, I just kind of take a break and just kind of let it sit for ages and ages. And with this whole social media thing and promotion and all, excuse me, all of that, I've realized that I can't do that with everything. Certainly there are things that need, you know, their own time. But um, there are others that you just need to do like today. Like, okay, you say you're going to post a picture of your dog with this caption and this story and this whatever, then you have to do it today. You know, there's no, there's no better moment. There's no, the, the moment is going to pass. So you have to kind of get over it and, and post, right? And that's, that's hard. That, that can be very difficult when you feel like you're in a time limit. Um, so, <clears throat> as I've identified these um, resistances and this, these invisible blocks, um, I have started to develop different sort of protocols to deal with them. I know that I personally, um, I can be very insecure and that sometimes I will overthink things, that I am prone to imposter syndrome and that, you know, sometimes I, I jump the gun, right? I, I fast forward 10 steps ahead and with not very little information to back my assumptions on. So <clears throat> I am working on this personal project of developing more trust in myself because I'm fine, like I've, I've been doing fine and the projects that I've been able to put out there have been, you know, not a disaster. So there hasn't been like any major failures of things that I've been wanting to host or produce or, you know, and everything is very small scale right now. So the risk is very low, but that is also part of the protocol is to start very small and slowly build it up until I can gather enough information to do something on a grander scale eventually. But <clears throat> there is definitely that process of developing trust in myself and in my own capabilities and, and discovering that I have, I really do have the tools that I need in order to succeed. So there's that. Um, and so these protocols involve different things, um, different tips that I've been able to, to acquire over time that I've found helpful. One of them is to have a project buddy. Um, and this is someone who is also committed to working on a project and finishing it up and who will hold you accountable and help you, you know, stay in track. So what you can do is set up goals and set up dates with yourself and your body in order to, you know, make the thing that you want to make. So I was talking with my friend the other day and, and we were both saying that <clears throat> we both have like all these little side sewing projects at home, um, you know, like all shirt and all clothes that you want to modify to convert into something else 
or, you know, little sewing projects like that. And um, I was saying, like, why don't we um, set up uh, or why don't we schedule a date to, you know, complete all the projects and you come over to my house and, you know, we can buy some snacks and whatever and we set up the the projects and we identified for that but for both of us what gets in the way our block for the sewing projects is the is the sewing machine specifically the setting up the bobbin because that is um a little bit tricky and you know have to watch like 10 youtube videos and by the time i finish setting up the bobbin i don't want to sew anymore so I told her let's set up a date and I'm going to make the commitment to take one day to set up the bobbin, find a table, put the sewing machine on it and just work on setting up the bobbin and then when the day comes for us to work on our sewing projects the machine is out of the way like it's not an obstacle anymore. So that was the bottleneck and that's what I'm referring to. Identifying the bottlenecks Often it's like one small step that is tripping you up. So once you start a project, it's also helpful to take it to a certain level before you stop. So I do this a lot with my translation work. I say I'm going to start working and I'm not going to stop until I get to this point. And of course I take breaks, I take care of anything else that needs to be taken care of, but I try to, to set up daily daily goals for that very specific daily goals not vague daily goals concrete daily goals I'm gonna translate these first 2500 words um, and I'm going to to continue until I get to the 2500 word mark so that is one thing and is extremely helpful and so as you're doing the task even if you feel discomfort or tired you can definitely take breaks but try to 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 push push it a little bit to the level where you where where it feels more complete than undone okay and also use this to gauge at first it's going to be um it's you're probably going to overdo it at some point so take stock of that if you're overdoing it you're feeling anxiety or extreme exhaustion dizziness um hunger all, all of these things can signal that you're overdoing it so make sure that you're taking stock of that and that next time you set a little bit of a less ambitious goal and that's fine it's better to do a little bit at a time than try to take on the whole thing and that leads me to the next thing it's just break things down into digestible chunks and this is absolutely essential because this is actually the thing that is also going to help you identify those invisible blocks once you break something down and you see everything in micro detail, then it becomes easier to understand, oh, this one task, that's the one that I'm like, that is nausea inducing. Um, and sometimes it's something very small, like it doesn't have to be the most important step, but it's, it's part of the process. So if you're tripping over that step, it's going to be hard to move forward. Um, so I'm going to 
be using the social media process that I've been using for the past few weeks that has evolved from all of these months of introspection and digging and trying things out. And um, I'm going to exemplify doing that. So first of all, um, I like to visualize things as a form of, as a, as a, in a sort of circular diagram, sort of like a matrix, right? And a matrix is, or a, a matrix diagram is something that allows you to arrange different items in relationship to each other in a format that makes the information readily available visually. And there's many, 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 many types of matrices for many different uses, but I sort of kind of came up with my own um, for the social media stuff. And it's very simple. Um, what you want to do is have something in the center at the nucleus, right? So what is it that I'm trying to do here? So for example, if I want to promote an event, so at the center is the event and then radiating out of that center are all the tasks that are related to that event. And certainly I can make that diagram for the entire event, for planning the entire event. But one of the things that holds me back a lot of the time is the promotional aspect of an event more than anything else. So I, um, I, I try to, to develop that area more. So I would have the event at the center and then outside I would have all the different promotional arms of it and all the content ideas that I can utilize to promote that event. So um, radiating out of that would be, for example, videos, stories, quotes, insight, testimonials, how-tos, history, tip of the days, etc. All of these types of content that you can utilize to promote something. So um, in that matrix, I would have the different types of content and then I would have different types of topics related to that event that would allow me to to promote it in some way. So can I talk about the the history of whatever is related to that topic? Um, so for example, there's a workshop coming up in, in a couple weeks that for a specific uh, belly dance style. So I talk a, I've been talking a, a little bit about the history of that style. Um, I can also do like inspirational quotes around the event uh, related to it in some way. Um, I can do a testimonial from a previous customer who went to a similar event. I can also talk about my inspiration for doing the event, what my personal story in relationship to that event. Um, I can also have a tip of the day, something that is related to the content of the event that I can help people out with already. So something that I'm offering right now, like, oh, did you know that you can blah, 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 blah. I don't know. It just depends on the content, but you get what I mean. So all of these things that you can utilize to create sort of this, this whole content universe or mini universe around this idea. And this is for event, of course, this applies to products or services. Um, I think you can substitute one for the other because this is general enough. 
So once I start brainstorming ideas for content, um, what I start doing is um, I'm, I want to I wanna schedule those content ideas in, okay? So I want to say on Monday, I am going to make this post about the a little bit of the history of this um, style that I am trying to promote in, you know, in the form of a workshop. So there's this workshop coming up for this particular belly dance style. So I'm going to create this little caption for this, um, for this, uh, with the history of this style, a little bit, just very little. And then the next post, I'm going to talk about the instructor. Who's the instructor that's going to be teaching the workshop? Um, and I can talk about her background, or I can even ask her to make a video talking about herself. And that's kind of what we did. So I'm, I'm, as I'm scheduling this in, and this is the key part that I just added, and it has been pff, huge for me, and it's very simple, but it's been super helpful. This new part that I added is that as I'm scheduling everything in, and I'm also signing a platform, by the way, so I'm saying I'm going to post this on Facebook or Instagram, but this goes, this is a story, right? And I actually now have a separate section of my planner just for stories. Um, so as I'm scheduling everything in, I have a separate list on the side and that's a to-do list. And that to-do list is telling me what I need to do in order to complete that post. Because one of my blogs before has been that I come up with the ideas, but then when it comes to the time to post, I have to scramble around finding the picture or finding or making a video or coming up with some sort of image to accompany the message. And so this to-do list kind of takes care of that. This to-do list is for all the things that you have to complete in order to complete the post. So if I want to post a promotional, short promotional video for an event that's coming up, and I have the footage, the footage is there and I sort of have in my mind what I want to do and it's going to be like short and it's going to have this information, blah, 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 blah. Then I have to actually make the video. So I write in, make video of ta-da-da-da in iMovie, etc. And, um, and then move on to the next one. Oh, um, I want to post um, a flyer with information about this other thing. I have to write, make the flyer for this specific thing. Um, I want to post a photo of a person doing yoga by the beach or something. I will write in, find photo of person doing yoga by the beach. Those things. So this is a separate to-do list that is not part of the planner and it's not part of my diagram of ideas because that was the brainstorming se session. Um, this is actually the to-do list in order to complete the posts. And before the week starts, before I start posting and crafting everything, I will sit down and I will complete those tasks. I will go in, make the video. I will go in, make the flyer. I will go find the stock photo and so on and so forth. And it's actually once I started doing this, 
and it took me very little time to complete everything because I was doing all of those tasks together. So I got myself into the flow of performing these specific tasks that are creative in a way, but they have like a more technical side of things, right? So I have to go in and, you know, mess around in iMovie and find the music and all of that. And then I have to go in and design the flyers. So it gets me into that state and then I can be much more efficient than if I was going post by post. And then separately, I open a Word document and I write all of the copy for all of the messages. I go Monday, Facebook post with this photo or this video. And this is the caption, hashtags and everything. I do that. Um, find a quote for this post and that's also in the to-do list. So I just, I already found the quote. I already have the photos and the materials. Everything is in a folder for that week, for that month. And then I have my copy. I send it to myself by email and I have a copy of it on my phone as well. And so as I'm going through the week and I'm posting Monday, oh yeah, this post, I just copy paste the information, the message. I take the photo or the video from my folder and then it's, um, and then I post. And so I don't have to Monday morning, Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, think about what am I going to post today or what am I going to post about? I don't have to be thinking about all these things as I'm going through the day. And I do it like that because when I am going about my life throughout the week, you know, going to the studio, setting up, receiving students, teaching class, all of this. I'm not thinking about social media. I'm not thinking about, oh, is this a good moment to capture, to post on social media? I think that just takes different energy in your mind. It takes a different type of focus. When you're going around thinking about what to take pictures of, it just creates a different type of experience of the event or of the thing happening in your life in that moment. Um, and I don't want that. I want to kind of keep social media as separate as possible. It's already part of your life, you know, it's already seeped into your life enough. So I want to keep maintain the distance. And the way that I can maintain the distance is by planning it this way. It might sound like a lot, and it is kind of a lot, but chunking it in this way makes it a lot more manageable. It just makes it a lot more manageable. I make sure that I'm getting the promotion in that I need, that I'm putting out content that you know I feel comfortable with, and that I'm not going crazy in the process because I have to do everything myself. So if I had to think, now I have to sit down and do social media for two hours every day. That would drive me crazy. But if I can just break everything down, it's already pre-planned, pre-organized for me. And all I have to do is check things off of a list. Then it's a lot better, a lot, lot better. So, um, and again, I want to stress this idea of the invisible blocks. When you break everything down into smaller, very much tinier chunks, 
like I said, it becomes a lot easier to identify those, those invisible blocks. They can, it becomes harder for them to hide because then you can say, ooh, um, for example, if you wrote down in your to-do list, um, find a photo of me, um, I don't know, drawing or something if you're an artist, um, uh, drawing at my desk and you have all sorts of thoughts about that and it would be a great post and you already wrote the caption for it but you're having thoughts about the picture, you, you don't have any good photos of yourself or you don't like the way you look on photos or things like that, um, then you can identify that block and you can investigate that and figure out how you're going to solve that. Um, whether to get a professional photographer to take a picture of you or to take better, I don't know, newer pictures of yourself or to, you know, do the work to feel better about seeing yourself in a picture. So basically it allows you to identify these things that are holding you back and you're not able to see them. Um, Instead of thinking broadly, oh, I'm just terrible on my social media stuff or I just don't um, post enough. And then you have all these ideas for posts that you might do, but you don't do them because there's something getting in the way. <sighs> anyway, so that's it for today. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you enjoyed it, please rate it on Apple Podcasts. I know, and this is one thing that I need to get over, I need to start looking at uh, posting my, my podcast in other places outside of Apple Podcasts and, you know, promoting it more in those, all those channels. Um, that is something that I need to do. And definitely I have a blog about that, but I think I'm ready to tackle that very soon. So I'm, I'm looking forward to just, just doing that because I do feel the desire to continue spreading the word about this work that I've been doing. And um, yeah, so rate it on Apple Podcast and find me in Instagram at Social Media Blues. I've been sharing with you guys a lot over there. I've been doing my Tuesday Blues, um, a little Instagram TV, IGTV check-in, so check that out. And I love to interact with you guys over there. You can also send me an email at socialmediabluespodcast at gmail.com. All right, so have a wonderful, blackless, glorious weekend. Take care. Bye.